0: Praise God, follow justice, and justice alone, so that you may live. Thank you for being with us this morning. This is Brother William Kantz with a lesson from God's Word. You can contact me with comments and questions at bill.kantz at gmail.com. Please turn with me to Acts. The chapter is 16, the verses are 16 through 34. Today's lesson is entitled, Events in Philippi. Again, New King James, chapter 16, verses 16 through 34. And the text reads, Now it happened, as we went to prayer, that a certain slave girl, possessed with the spirit of divination, met us, who brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. But when her masters saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. And they brought them to the magistrates and said, These men, being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city. And they teach customs which are not lawful for us, being Romans, to receive or observe. Then the multitudes rose, they rose up together against them, and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely." Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking from his sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice, saying, Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light, ran in, and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what's I... What must I do to be saved? So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and all his family were baptized. Now when he had brought them into his house, he said food before them, and he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. Blessed be the readers, the hearers, the doers of God's holy and divine word. So we have events in Philippi. Paul and Silas were harassed by a young girl. Acts 16.16 says she was possessed with a spirit of divination, The word Luke chose to describe her was pneuma, wind or breath, without holiness. Jesus had encountered people possessed with evil or unclean spirits. However, this was different. This spirit was one associated with predicting future events and was profitable for her owners. Luke called it a Pythian spirit. The Pythia, or Oracle of Delphi, was the priestess who held court at Pytho, the sanctuary of the Delphinians, a sanctuary dedicated to the Greek god Apollo. Pythia was highly regarded, for it was believed that she channeled prophecies from Apollo himself while st- steeped in a dreamlike trance. The spirit who possessed the girl who accosted Paul and Silas was rented by her owners to foretell the future. She babbled like the oracle who she channeled with profitable results. Paul and Silas, though, refused to recognize her. And in a bit of annoyance, Paul cast the spell from her. Verse 18, Her owners were, at this point, highly agitated at the thought of lost income. Uh, Their prospect for gain was gone. And these uh, businessmen wanted to punish these pilgrims who had cost them a capital asset. They seized Paul and Silas, dragged them to the Agora, the public square, And Acts 1620, these men, being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city. Here we have the classic public verbal assault of any demagogue attacking others in the stated cause of concern over public safety and maintenance of the status quo. These entrepreneurs put profit ahead of empathy. They had no interest in the girl other than her profitability. They had no interest in the truth that the Apostle Paul was preaching. Pragmatic worldliness leads to a fateful reckoning. This we witness in the class divisive crisis we face today. The multitude was convinced in a nationalistic fervor. They were swayed by demagogues who were convinced of their own righteousness as Roman colonists. These colonists, these, this crowd, were prideful and convinced of their own value. They perceived themselves protecting the sanctity of their status by striking out at others who were different they were obstructionists in the path of truth however powerful the carnal powers are they all must stand trembling as the message of jesus christ prevail will prevail Turn to First Thessalonians 2. Verses are two through four. But even after we have suffered before and were spitefully treated at Philippi, they were outrageously treated, as you know, we were bold in our God, in God's strength to speak to you the gospel of God in much conflict. So these uh, pilgrims, Paul and Silas and Timothy and Luke, were unfaltering in their commitment to truth, even under persecution. Verse 3. For our exhortation did not come from error or uncleanness nor was it in deceit so these uh, these men of God were not delusional (laughs) they were exhorting truth verse 4 but as we have approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel even so we speak not as pleasing men but God who tests our hearts They did what they did with joyful expectation. They were not turned away, even in the face of of persecution. Philippians 1 and verse 12, Paul writes, But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. God's providential plan received renewed energy as Paul advanced the gospel through struggle and triumph. He proceeded undeterred and ever hopeful. Without a trial and with no inquiry about rights as a Roman citizen, Paul was to be afforded at least, should be afforded at least due process of civil law. However, the mob stripped off their garments, stood them before the crowd to receive a beating with rods, a most painful and humiliating punishment. After being thoroughly beaten, Paul and Silas were handed to the city jailer. The magistrates, that is, those who were representatives of the Roman Empire, instructed him, the jailer, to secure Paul and Silas with great prejudice. In other words, lock them up tight. Uh, Verse 24 in Acts 16. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. Tertullian, an early Christian author, wrote, The leg feels not the stocks when the mind is in heaven. Though the body is held fast, all things lie open. In the Spirit. Here, the Spirit, our Paraclete, the Holy Spirit, Comforter of the Baptized Believer, was at work. Paul and Silas sang and prayed. The other prisoners were listening, and they all waited on the Lord. Let's notice King David's admonition in Psalm 27, verse 14. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And without warning, at midnight, an earthquake rocked the prison. It was an unusual earthquake. By God's providential concern, the doors opened, and the fetters dropped from the prisoners' arms and legs. The jailer, who was responsible for their security, was quickly on the scene, concerned that he would have to pay with his life for this breach and escape of such valuable prisoners. But before he could harm himself, Paul spoke in a clear voice. Verse 28. Do yourself no harm. We are all here. The jailer must have been confused. He had never seen anybody act that way before to his benefit. He understood that Paul and Silas had chosen not to escape. Then he called for a light and in its glow he fell before Paul and Silas and asked in verse 30, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? The missionaries answered him as they had all their hearers. In verse 31, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That night, the apostles spoke the word of the Lord to the jailer and his household. Knowing Jesus and believing in him, they were baptized. The conversions recorded in Acts have points that never vary. God's plan of salvation is true and righteous altogether. God's plan of salvation remains. To be saved, one must hear the word of God, believe Jesus is the Christ, repent of sin, confess that faith, be baptized to have those sins washed away by the blood of Jesus, then arise a new creature. We come out, up out of the water to walk in newness of life. Paul tells us in Galatians 3, verses 26 through 28. Galatians 3, 26 through 28. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you, as were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Romans 12 and verse 12. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, Be constant in prayer. Prayer is spiritual mindfulness. We are to joyfully focus on the perfect liberty found in Jesus Christ through faithful action. Paul walked across a continent in trials, patiently protesting against the course of the world. This patience is a result of an act of faith in the eternal now. Paul, in words and deeds, calls us to model Jesus as a selfless servant and present ourselves as living stones for the edification of the Church of Jesus Christ. These actions of service enumerated by Luke in Acts are reinforced by the persistent groaning engagement of prayer That continual conduit of humble submissiveness. Our time is to be filled with meaningful service. The question looms are we serving the times or are we time serving? Thank you for listening, church. I pray edification has been served. Let's pray together. Almighty and just God of heaven, we approach humbly with thanksgiving in our heart and love for you in our collective thoughts. Thank you for the many blessings you have bestowed upon us through your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. We plead for your wisdom to be demonstrated in our lives. We pray for health and spiritual prosperity. We pray for all families represented and ask that your loving arm of protection envelop all within the sound of my voice and beyond. In Christ Jesus, we send up this prayer. Amen. Again, thank you for listening. Next Lord's Day lesson will be from Acts 17. The verses are 16 through 34. Acts 17, verses 16 through 34. And the title of the lesson is Paul in Athens. Thank you. Stay safe. Bye for now.